to be present, we must be intentional. And to bear fruit, we must feed the soul. You're listening to Positive and Ponder. Hello, Ponders. Welcome back to another episode of Positive and Ponder. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Pauline, also known as Pauline Ponders. And if you are new to this podcast, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where we talk about everything and anything in the aims to give you some encouragement, um, some inspiration, gathering stories from other people, gaining perspective. And so I'm so excited for today's episode as we continue to talk about what this podcast is all about and that is community and I'm so excited for my guest speaker today. Um, Today I have Mr. Gordon also known as Norm Gordon and uh, just some background just to introduce him. Uh, He's from Washington Grove, Maryland. He is very um, in tune with this community and in Montgomery County which is where we're from and he has a rich experience in traveling and not just traveling but also serving where he travels to. He has a bachelor's degree in English literature. He has a master's of divinity degree from the theological seminary, which I didn't know was a thing. So that's amazing. He's also married to the wonderful Tita Elsie, we call her, and is the father of some of my favorite ladies, (laughs) Alicia, which we've had in our podcast before, um, Abby and AJ. He has also served as an associate pastor And more recently, in 2020, he had stepped down um, and he felt called to uh, reach out to closer communities, um, closer communities within proximity to his home. Um, And it's involving a lot of diverse populations um, outside of the church walls. And a lot of those seeds were started from this home, actually, which we are in right now. That's why we have a change in scenery. Um, But I'm so excited because to have Mr. Gordon here with me um, because I am also very invested in community and in the communities that I am in and I know that he is a great advocate and a great example of how to reach out to communities and those in need Um, and so it's a great honor to have you here Mr. Gordon. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Um, Thank you for welcoming us into your home Um, but for my audience that may not know you can you share a little bit about about who you are well well first of all it's a privilege to have young people in my house i love i love having them every time you guys come here um so well just interesting journey uh, i was <clears throat> more recently uh associate pastor of uh, gaithersburg presbyterian church which is down the road and was was really enjoying that but i was feeling um more and more um shall i say cut off from the rest of the community because I had so many um, so many people within the church to to pastor mm. I was never getting outside the mm. church walls you know I mean mm-hmm. it was it was a big church and so taking care of there's three pastors but just just taking care of all the people inside the church there just wasn't any chance to get out and I was I was sensing this increasing kind of divide 
there, there was sort of this church culture. And if you, if you weren't in that, you were kind of, there was just kind of no way in. And I would meet somebody outside the church and we'd, we'd connect and everything, but it was like, you know, if you're not, if you don't want to come in, then I can't, mm. I don't have, I can't, sp- I can't legitimately mm. spend time with you. Mm. So <clears throat> I think that along with just sensing the, the, the drastic changes in culture, I just needed to get outside of the institution and just dive into regular old community yeah. and, and learn. And so that's what I've been doing for the last seven years. And it's been an amazing journey, dragging my family along with me. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I've, I've learned probably more than anybody just um, about life, about faith, um, mm. about community. And um, so, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Um, so leading up to this point, what kind of led you into your passion and, or your drive for serving the community? Were you raised in an environment where community was always important or was it something specific that happened in your life growing up? Interesting. You know, I think church has always been a part of my life, but serving, it's always been a part of the gig, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I have to say the last few years i think i I can think of two specific incidences where i began to see that that i had to be about um serving the community like that had to be something more than just what i was doing Mm. Uh, the first one was like four or five years ago i was sitting in a room kind of a square room with a square conference table it wasn't very big but there was there was three pastors um, sitting around three sides, and then this community uh, leader was was um, sitting on the fourth side. And the purpose was for us to get to know her and her to get to know us and see how we could coordinate efforts. Um, uh, and I was, you know, getting to know the community, but looking for ways to invest. So we sit down, and I thought it was going to be this nice sort of discussion and, and exchange of, you know, here's who I am, here's what we're doing, what about you, what you're doing. Instead, for 45 minutes, this woman talked and talked and talked and talked. (laughs) She talked about Germantown. She talked about Montgomery County. She talked about the poor. She talked about how many meals are being served. She talked about how many meals aren't being served. She talked about what it's going to take to get more meals being served. She talked about the all-around needs of the Latino population, and particularly the immigrant population. Mm. And I was waiting for my turn. Mm, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, where's my turn? <laughs> you know, that's great. Mm. But, you know, I, I, yeah. I'm somebody too. And I was just, I was getting more and more like kind of irritated. And mm. um, so this, you know, it's 45 minutes of this. And I'm just about ready to sort of check out. <laughs> and I, I really, I stopped myself and say, well, let's give this gal the benefit of the doubt. Mm. You know, let's, what can I do? Uh, I'm a pastor, you know, I don't bring much to the table, but I can pray for them. So (laughs) I offered to pray and she said yes. And at that moment, it suddenly dawned on me, you know, here I am. I was serving in an established church at the time. Um, I'm thinking about what hymns we're going to sing next Sunday. And she's thinking about how a family Mm. in Germantown is going to get fed. Mm. And I thought, mm. who's doing the Lord's work here? Um, mm. I think they're both helpful, yeah. um, but how can I discount the the 
the holy work that she's doing. You know, I mean, it, wow. it was, and that that was a turning point for me. I mean, who's? I realized I need to get on board with what she's doing. Mm. Uh, I need to find out and take my faith with me, but I need to follow this woman and see what she. We are we are colleagues today. The other um, <clears throat> incident that happened was during COVID. And, you know, our, our organization, we have this nice gather, serve, and grow kind of a three parts to our. And, um, well, the gather part kind of couldn't happen during COVID. So what did we do? We just sort of dove into the serve part. And so here I am. I was told, show up at this address um, and bring people with you and and. What are you going to do? You're going to you're going to deliver boxes. Okay, so we show up at the Black Rock Arts Center. Couldn't find which door they were at. Um, we finally found them. There's a bunch of young people your age just passing boxes out and and giving addresses. Here, take it. Take this box to this address and take this box to that address. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know the big picture. I just knew this was important, and I was just showing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Half of serving is just showing up. And that was the beginning. I got swept up in a movement. Um, uh, Grace Rivera Oven, the director of the Up County Hub, started with 23 families and in a matter of months was feeding about 1,200 families every week. And um, we just kept showing up. Pretty soon they said we have a a Friday um, delivery. They were just doing Thursdays. We want to start on Fridays as well. Could you supply volunteers for our friday delivery well maybe but but we did we we did it we we just trusted that we could you know when there's a will is a way and so we um started doing that and we became a part of this amazing movement that is now you know feeding all these folks and um so for me i had to sort of give up the gathering part and just decide this is this is the work I need to be doing, whether we gather or not. This is the gathering now. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. seeing my folks as they came through to pick up food and take it. So, wow. yeah, wow, that really um, reminded me of when Jesus, um, when there was that man who said, "You know, I did all of these things. Um, like, will I be light into heaven because I've done all of this?" But Jesus said, "You have you have one more thing left, and that's to give all your possessions away." And I can't imagine like. It must have been so humbling, um, but also like you, you probably didn't know where to start because, you know, when you're, we talked about this before, but when you're in the kind of the rhythm of church and like you're, it's only really about, you know, the things that you have to prepare for, for the next week, um, you forget about that giving aspect where it's like, it's not necessarily all the good things that you are able to have within yourself, but it's things out of your control that God also wants you to invest in if that makes sense right so it's like just getting out of that comfort zone you know because we think we're good but there's always that one area that we god calls us you know to get into and to get out of our comfort zone so absolutely jesus um spends a lot of time in valleys and mountains on Mm -hmm. lakes spends very little time in synagogues and temples Mm -hmm. um and for me, I think that's that's important. And that that's the journey I had to just I had to just follow him out. What's really scary though is, you know, he um, he has to learn his own trade. So the the one of the stories that that is most meaningful to me is when he meets a Roman centurion, 
and the Romans in turn says, um, I'd like you to heal my, my son, I think it is. And Jesus says, okay, I'll go to your house now. And the Roman centurion says, you don't need to go to my house. Mm. You can just say the word and, and it'll be healed. And it says, Jesus says, he was amazed because he hadn't seen faith like this among his own people. Mm. So Jesus had to discover the power of his own message by going outside of his own. So for me, that means I have to step outside of the church to discover the power of God and what God's really doing. I have to learn. If Jesus has to go get, get, get outside of Judaism to learn uh, the impact of his message, um, I better get outside of my church to do the same. So. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> That's really stepping out in faith for sure. <laughs> um, well, thank you for sharing that. And I guess for us... Um, us young people, my generation being of younger adults. And um, I don't want to say that we are a generation that lacks community, but there are some setbacks and limitations and maybe some hindrances and fear for someone um, who hasn't really been as involved in community, but would like to, or yeah, where would they start? Where, where's a good place to start? And what are the things we should have in mind when you know, getting into stuff like that. So <laughs> where I would start is think about two things. One is think about the people who whose lives are inspiring you, like mm. currently. Who, who would you like to get to know more? Whose life would you get to know more? Like to get to know more. Mm. Who would you love to have mentor you? Who, who do you just keep, who do you find yourself sort of looking around and, and poking around and showing up for their events and just, yes. just wanting more of them? And who's following you? Mm. So who are the people that kind of show up for your event or, I don't know, this podcast, mm. um, and who are just always eyeing your life, you know, poking around your shoulder and, and looking uh, I remember we um, uh, we were having a meeting here, and um, uh, afterwards, one of the gals uh, uh, was still there, and and we were we were eating a late dinner, and we we were um, about to sit down. Well, you know, if you're at somebody's house and you haven't been invited to dinner, and they're about to, you, know, you can sort of tell they're about to eat. What do you do? You sort of politely excuse yourself, right? Well, she wasn't really excusing herself. <laughs> it was like it's kind of awkward, but. You know, and, and I mean, normally would have said, hey, you know, I'm sorry, we're going to eat. So, uh, yeah. but we, we actually fortunately had, had enough food that, that, uh, that evening. So I said, hey, would you like to join us? And she said, sure. So she sat down and joined us and um, we're eating and then we finish and we had dessert and uh, it's like 10 o'clock at night. And, you know, what do you do at 10 o'clock at night if there's like not something Mm-hmm. that you're invited to next and it's already sent you kind of say hey you know um well she wasn't <laughs> she was just there yeah. and I, it suddenly dawned wow. on me you know she wants she wants it all she wants everything she can get from us wow. and i was like okay mm-hmm. here's here's somebody i can pour into mm-hmm. you know uh, mm-hmm. because whatever i have you know what Elsie and I have. She wants it, oh. so huh. that's that's where community begins. It's finding the people that are that are following you, 
and then finding, um, you know, connecting with the people you're, you wanted to follow and, and beginning to find. And if you're not sure um, which, which is which or who is who, mm. you know, just listen to conversations. You, you, you pick things up, you know. So, Pauline, where, where are you, where you going to be next time? You know, where, when's your <laughs> podcast? Uh, when, people that are asking those questions, it's code for I want more of you, you know. So you, right. you pick up the cues. A lot of people think Jesus had um, some sort of a special super. I, he could have had supernatural power, but I think in a lot of situations um, he didn't really need supernatural power to fit. He no. just he just he was reading the signs, you know. A tax collector did not do business on top of a tree. That was not his <laughs> mo. Okay, tax collectors today don't work outside of trees yeah. or work out of trees. Neither did they back then. Uh, this was somebody who would probably been in a business suit, and he's hanging from a tree. So <laughs> Jesus just puts two and two together and says, "Hmm, I think he wants something, and I think it might be something that I have to offer." And he says, "Um." How about if I have lunch with you? So he, he's 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 looking at the people who are, are 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 zeroed in on his life, and instead of making it hard for him, he's just turning around and and investing in them. And yes. and the, the transformation of life in Zacchaeus, if you know the story, is is phenomenal. So who 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 do you want to follow? Who do you whose life do you need more of? And who who is wanting more of your life? And just start providing. Um, venues for for that to happen absolutely yeah it's definitely on relatability that draw people in like i mean there's always those gurus or um people can portray their life on social media of how uh well immersed they are in like habits and keeping up with them but i think it's really uh what's sustainable and what keeps people drawn in is seeing people's struggles and seeing their progress and seeing knowing where they came from and i think that's essentially what testimony is and mm -hmm. that's what i strive for on this podcast like i will ask certain people in my life like hey can i have you as a guest speaker and they're like i don't i don't think mm -hmm. i have much to say mm -hmm. and i'm like no i know where you came from mm -hmm. how you got where you are today there's definitely someone who can relate to you who can learn from that mm -hmm. who are probably going through the same thing and that's where relatability and connection and community stems from Amen. is coming together in that way i don't think just following someone that is perfect is ever going to really grow or create fruits if that makes sense sure you you yeah. you the the you tend to grow in in community in those in those relationships mm -hmm. and um i think social media can can help us get connected but it's not you know it you, you want to be able to sit down and have that back and forth hey how's your day you know what's going on what's your struggles um, what are your highs? What are your lows? Mm -hmm. And that accountability. Hey, you know, you were struggling with this last week. Um, yes. How's that going? That's that's where real growth takes place. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Not just within the community that you are looking over, overseeing, but also in your personal life because we're all humans. So what are some trials and difficulties that you have experienced throughout the process um, in keeping up with all of this service? Because it's a lot of giving um and giving a lot of you to other people yeah well that's important I, I think early on in in ministry you know when when um 
when Alicia was born, you know, it's all Alicia's fault. Now, <laughs> when Alicia was born, um, I I was just kind of in in church mode and ministry mode, and I just you know, oh yeah, we have this baby, but I was I was focused on, and this is you know this is because uh, this is mm-hmm. this is what I was used to doing, and and it was over that first year that I had to I had to begin to switch and go wait a minute you know this is my family mm. and really reprioritize but it was a process and um <clears throat> thank god I began prioritizing family over church cuz you know <clears throat> if you it, it just it it's just a long term um uh it, it detriment to to prioritize work over your family <clears throat> um so um, that was, you know, getting, getting my priorities straight was probably the, the first thing I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, there's, there's always, um, uh, you know, different management things come up, but, um, I think for me, you know, really being, if, if I'm centered, spiritually centered, and I say spiritual, I think most people think of spiritual as religious. Well, religious is Religion is about, you know, propagating a faith. Spirituality is much broader. It's just mm. how your attitudes, your heartbeats, what you're feeling, what you're thinking. It's not just emotions, but it's your approach to uh, to life. You know, if you're not spiritually centered, you really have nothing to give. I decided a long time ago that, uh, you know, if I'm not growing in my faith, in my understanding of and my trust of God, uh, currently now I, I got nothing to give, you hmm. know, I mean, it, it really has to start where you are spiritually centered. And I guess from that, it, it, you ask about struggles right now, honestly, the struggles are just making sure I'm following the spirit of God on a, on a day by day, hour by hour basis. Because if I don't, hmm. I mean, it just, you know, take faith aside. Just practically speaking, I make stupid mistakes. Yeah. And uh, I, early on in my minist- in, in this new ministry that I'm doing, I started a Christian Bible study at the library because I thought, well, you know, it's at the library, so it's not oh. at a church. So this is really cool. And and we, I just put out the word in the community who wants to have a Bible study, and I was, uh, and people came, and it was great. But I just couldn't feel centered in my heart about it when I prayed about it. I was like. And really, I couldn't get God on my side, mm-hmm. and um, so I gave it up. It was the weirdest thing because I was like, "It's Christian. It's, it's this is what I like. What's wrong with this?" Well, it it was there's a lot of great ideas out there, but there's one thing that fits who you are at that time, at that moment. And if you if you find that right thing, it's not going to wear you out. It's not going to tire you. It's not going to burn mm-hmm. you out. You'll do it. You'll be fulfilled. You'll be right with God and with your neighbor, and it, it'll be fine. It may be challenging, but it's not gonna. It's not gonna tax you. It's not gonna disillusion you, demoralize you. Uh, um, mm. So I gave it up, and we started um, doing game nights, and uh, yeah. that has become the staple of yes. our ministry. Uh, we we have people over. We have dinner. And then we just play board games all night. And um, when people can see, uh, I, 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 our group says, you know, what what is it about the game night? Says, well, as long as there's love, joy, and kindness being yes. happening, then 
it's good. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Ooh, and I love that. And I mean, I, I we mentioned it in our, our other episodes with Alicia, Shane, and Gil. This, the Gordon household is the place to be, honestly. <laughs> um, we love being here in the environment that you guys cultivate. Not only just you and Tita Elsie, but also within your kids. Like, I, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you're really proud of how your own kids have been able to do that themselves without you guys around, you know? You know, that was a learning process for us because, <laughs> it, so here's what happened. The, we, we, would, we would tell our kids, Alicia and others, um, our two other girls, uh, you know, find people outside of the church invite them and and then we'll invite their parents you know so so it's their our kids <laughs> friends and their parents right yes. and it was great so you know we had all this great uh, game nights and so forth and then you know as kids do as they're growing up through high school you know you you change change friends right so you know they they their their friendships migrated <laughs> so mm-hmm. we'd like are you going to invite the changs over well I'm not really their friend anymore. Like, oh, well, we're still friends with <laughs> yeah. the Changs. What's going on? And so we had to realize that on a, on 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 their mm-hmm. you know kid youth level that they were they were they were learning how to host too, and we had to factor that in. And they were like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to invite. I don't know how you know I, I've got to manage all this. We had to take seriously that they're hosting too on on a on the different age level, and we had to factor that in. So it's a learning process. For all of us, but I'm I'm tickled pink that they've adopted those mm-hmm. that, those uh, <laughs> habits and and are emulating them. So. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all the all Pauline's friends come on over anytime. Oh Open yes. invitation. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one question I thought of uh, that I think a lot of young people, or no, I think anyone in general um, would be hesitant about are. The th- one of the biggest factors that will prevent someone from stepping out and talking to strangers is rejection. So what is your, how, what's your experience and how do you react to rejection? And I'm sure you've been rejected many times. <laughs> I always well, leave okay, out a question yeah, yeah, he doesn't yeah. see. <laughs> yeah. So, so that goes back to, you know, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, I, I I, I wish I was like this personal font of, mm. of a blessing. It could just dispense and dispense and dispense. But the truth is, I'm a I'm a I'm a vessel, and if I don't mm. have it, I, I need to continue to input for me to give out. And mm. so I have <clears throat> a spiritual mentor. I have a personal prayer partner. I've got a a ministry coach. I've got a wife who. You know, it was like the first line of defense for my crazy ideas. Like, no, that's <laughs> not going to work. Um, I have colleagues around. And, and these are just, I didn't start out this way. I had to learn if I don't have those in place, mm. then when I get rejected, I'm just going to fall flat on the ground. I remember in my one of my internships when I was still in seminary, we had this great dinner. I mean, and I just, it was the first big dinner I'd ever put together. And I was thrilled and it went really well and the next day we had a, a an outreach committee meeting and they just kind of went on to business and i was mm-hmm. like aren't you all excited about what happened and i wasn't getting the affirmation and i was i was i was heartbroken i remember talking to the pastor in tears you know like what mm-hmm. happened well i had to learn to 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 build this infrastructure around me to because i'm just i'm just one guy but yeah. 
um, if if there are people around me that you know I, we can some of those are are just on me and others are are you know mutual relationships then then I can I can survive when I don't get the affirmation I'm looking for. And believe me, just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean I'm not looking for affirmation. Oh, for sure. I can preach a sermon and, and you know, at You're the like, door, Amen? coming out, you know, 24 people can say great sermon. And I'm like, what about the 25th? Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's definitely something that is difficult for a lot of us. But I always remember that you'll never know what's on the other side until you, you know, just check it out, you know, for yourself and, yeah. and really push the button and just take a leap of faith. So so reaching out and, and finding people, and we talked about those mentors or people whose lives you, you want to emulate, and, and you know, that's that's that can be daring. That can feel mm-hmm. intimidating to say, I'd, I'd like to you to invest in my life a little mm-hmm. bit more. But I guarantee you there's adults out there that would, that would love to do that. You know? Yeah. So... Yeah, and I'm just, whenever I'm in that case, like I always remember that's just, we're just here to plant seeds. Mm-hmm. We're not the grower. Um, we have no right. control of that. Right. But right. we're just here to plant seeds and whatever grows, grows. Yep, yep. You know, so I try to remember that so I'm not too hard on myself. Let God do the heavy lifting. Honestly, I that's totally fine with me. <laughs> um, so I have uh, one more question. Yep. Um, so... I know this is kind of going back, but I think it's really important to ask at, um, towards the end. Actually, I have two. This is a question before my last question. <laughs> um, is what is the need? I think that's such a good question whenever, uh, you know, if you want to establish like a business or establish like, you know, an event or something. Like what is the need? Um, and what would you say for you? You could be in your communities that you're trying to reach personally or the world as a whole what do you think the biggest need in this world is great question so the last seven years i i i've focused on what the needs are right here i i I, there's a lot of needs in the world but i just decided i'm going to focus on my own community here maybe Mm -hmm. that's selfish but uh it was more sort of self-discover i want to know what's going on in, in my community it took a long time Mm. It was showing up, you know, finding out who's who's doing something in the community. Well, let's call him. Well, he's doing this. Well, who does he know? And and just connecting dots and asking questions and pursuing. You know, if you pursue something long enough, you'll find out what are the needs in this community. <clears throat> um, well, if you know anything about our our tutoring program, you know that illiteracy is a is a crisis. It's not a problem. It's a crisis right now. Where mm. Um, 50% of every Latino student now that's entering third grade can't read. Mm. Um, and if you can't read, like your chances of dropping out of high school quadruple. Um, now you think, okay, hunger is probably the most basic need, right? Mm. Um, shelter, clothing, but beyond that, teaching somebody how to read in Montgomery County, there's just no excuse. Mm. Um, and you know, 10 years from now, if there's just this teenage massive dropout of high school. We'll blame politicians. We'll blame county school system. We'll blame the county, and we'll blame everybody except ourselves for not teaching them how to read ten years before. You know, mm-hmm. um, the immigrant population. Uh, there are thousands of immigrants coming into this county, and 
it would take an hour to describe that the, what they what they've been through. I mean, we have immigrants in this room. Uh, these are you know the poorest of the poor that are that are just <clears throat> a mom in Salvador El Salvador will give a phone number to a teenager and say, "Here, get over the border and call this number." Mm-hmm. And getting over the border is is traumatic and harrowing and and dangerous. And once they're here, they got this number. They call it. They show up at this house, and the, and that home may may or may not really know mm-hmm. who they are. The legal needs, the health needs, the um, educational needs are just horrendous. So uh, those are probably the biggest, biggest needs. Um, affordable housing is a huge need uh, in this in this county. Um, you know, the food food insecurity is still a problem, but it, it has largely been you know, um, by really, I call them spiritual giants in the community has been, Mm -hmm. um, uh, abetted. Um, so I think among my peers, uh, finding ways to, to, to give back to the community, that's a service unto itself. People Mm -hmm. are looking for ways. How do I give back in meaningful ways? So that's, that's the need that speaks to me the most. That's wonderful. And it's always good to remember those. Even if things aren't working out, you always remember why you're doing it. That's why asking why is so, so important. We had a question from our live audience. Well, it wasn't really like, I was just going to say like, Dad, you need to talk about this while you answer this question. I think you should, you don't really touch on like PTA, but I think that's like a whole. Yeah. So, so when I started, um, when I leaped out into the community, um, I would just, I, I was like, where, where's, where's mm. community happening? And, uh, I, first thing was meet, remember the meetup groups, meetup.com is a great, great venue. Anybody can just start a group with any affinity and just say, we're going to meet at this time. And it's a, it's an amazing venue. <clears throat> did a lot of that, but began to see that, that our, our, the people that, the, the demographic that I really that was close to my heart showed up at the PTA meetings at school. So Elsie and I started investing in the, in the PTAs and uh, the middle school and now in the high school. And, um, these are folks who are community minded because they're showing up. Um, Mm -hmm. and this is an opportunity to really, that Montgomery County. And again, this is all part of the learning and I have to learn Montgomery County. It's not New York city. It's not LA. It's not DC. It's it's a bedroom community, and mm-hmm. people come here to give their kids a good education. Education is huge here, so you want to find people's hearts. They're here in the school system, mm. and you want to find the issues of inequity, uh, racism, um, social justice. They sh- they all show up in the school system, and I, if we had time, I could tell you some of the things mm-hmm. I've seen. But also, again, just just trying to be available and showing up, um, we've been able to help get a, a new school built. Um, we've been able to, um, as, as I mentioned to some people here, we just got back from a, a PTA meeting at the high school, and we're trying to get Latino parents more involved in PTA because it's it's an issue of empowerment. So, um, yeah. I forgot what your question was. <laughs> that's uh, that's what we've been. Oh, PTA, yeah. So yeah. that that <clears throat> that's that's been a, a a means 
for us to connect with you. It, it, it's it's where the demographic that makes the most sense to, to invest in mm. shows up. You know? Yeah, I think it always starts from home. Like yeah. Parent involvement is so important. I hope and pray that I be that parent too and, and be more invested in my children because it really starts from young ages and that's why I want to be a teacher because mm. I, I saw and witnessed and have experienced myself of what happens when there is a lack of parental guidance and sometimes it's not even like like they wanted to not be present it's because of the systems and circumstances and that's why we need more people who are willing and you know are able to lend a hand and that's where volunteers come in that's where just showing up matters because that one tutor or that one teacher that one day or that one mentor just by showing up can do such impacts on these kids and so I firmly, firmly agree with you on that. So I really hope that, and I'm really fortunate and really glad that we live in Montgomery County, actually, because a great county, great county yeah. for education. Yeah. I mean, when we were kids, we didn't really care, but as I we look back and get older, like I definitely would like my my kids to grow up here because yeah. we're definitely fortunate. It's not cheap, but it's yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much, Mr. Gordon, for being here. Do you have anything you would like to share in terms of any events or things like maybe your blog you'd like to share um, uh, with our community? Well, first of all, if, if people are looking for, if, if, if they're 21 or over uh, and are looking for an opportunity to invest and they happen to be up here in the Germantown uh, area, um, GermantownGC.org is our is our um, website. Go on there, and uh, it's information about how to sign up to tutor once once a one evening a night, mm-hmm. uh, one evening a week, uh, Monday and Tuesday nights. Um, you can tutor a second grader, and it's a rewarding experience, and you're really making a difference. So, uh, also on that website is yes, my blog. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, you're welcome to to go in there germantowngc.org our organization is the germantown global connection thank you mr gordon we'll put everything all the information in the show notes and how you can get involved if you're interested um and i hope you enjoyed this episode um i hope that you're able to gain some value and hopefully some inspiration that extra push to get out into your community um like we've said it's all about showing up it doesn't matter how much you have in your pocket but it's all about you just showing up and you'll never know who you'll be able to impact um and if you enjoyed this episode and the topics that we discuss on this podcast please don't forget to subscribe um and yeah thank you so much mr gordon and i know and i'm so excited and i'm so glad i get to witness god work more within your family and the communities that you're impacting and so i i have great hopes for this year for you guys so thank you all right guys thank you guys so much for listening don't forget to always love to always be curious and to always ponder